good today. Brave men and women, they are true heroes. We thank God for them. If you would, just love on somebody as big as you can right now. Let them know it's good to see them today, and then you can be seated. Praise God. And as you're being seated, if you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. As you're being seated, turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. And uh, many of you have heard me say over the last several weeks or several times that, you know, God has been taking me through transformation. And if you've ever gone through that, you know, it's a, a really difficult process when you believed one way for so many years to change a belief system. How many of y'all would agree with that? It's really challenging to do. And so uh, my wife and I, we were at an art conference about two weeks ago. And, and this term, this phrase, they just kept saying that we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. And every time I would hear that, I'd want to understand more about what it was that they were referring to. And almost every speaker, it seems like every speaker would kind of make that statement about we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. And it kind of sent me on a little journey to understand that a little bit more. And so if I had to put a title on today's message, it would be Fighting from the Place of Victory. Fighting from the Place of Victory. Let's read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 11. Then I want to kind of share some Greek words that I think will give a little better understanding of the direction that we're going in today with this message. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong. But notice it tells you to be strong, not in yourself. It says to be strong where? In the Lord. Well, how are we to be strong in the Lord? I mean, prayer will keep you strong. Meditating the Word of God will keep you strong. I mean, walking in love will keep you strong. Fellowshipping with other believers will keep you strong. Serving in your church and your community will keep you strong. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Don't forget that. And then it reiterates, and in the power of your might. And the power of what? His might. might. And so power there, these should go up on the screen. Power there is a Greek word, kratos, spelled K-R-A-T-O-S. And it means vigor. It means dominion. It means might or mightily. It means power. And it means strength. So it's saying, be strong in the Lord and in his dominion and in his strength, and in his might. And this word might here is a Greek word. It's very interesting as well, and it is ischus. It's spelled I-S-C-H-U-S, and it means ability. It means power, and it means strength. So notice he's telling us to be strong in the Lord and in the dominion of the ability that he has. I mean, there's nothing in life that he's not already conquered. All right. So he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. And this word stand here, histemi, spelled I or H-I-S-T-E-M-I, and it means to abide. It means to continue. It means to establish. It means to hold up, and it means to stand. And so if we're standing, I mean, we get weak when we start standing in our own strength. I mean, we start making mistakes when we're relying on our own ability. So if you understand what he's saying here, he's saying stand, hold your ground in his dominion and in his ability, not yours. So he says here, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Another key word here is against. And it is a Greek word, pros, P-R-O-S. Now, this was interesting to me. It means in the direction of, it means forward to, that is toward, toward. So, I mean, we don't run from our problems. We face our problems, right? And we stand directly in the face of them, 
not in our ability, not in our dominion, not in our authority, but we do it in his ability, his dominion, and his authority. And we must learn to stand there and face every challenge that comes our way. Watch this, knowing that we've already overcome it. So it says that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, the Greek word there is methodia, and it literally means method. It means traveling over, that is trickery, or to lie in wait. So I want you all to understand, Satan really has no power. All he has is tricks. Let me try this side of the room. He really has no ability. All he has are tricks. And what he has to do is get you to believe the trick. Because he really knows he has no ability over your life unless he can get you to believe a trick that he does. And so we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And so anytime tricks and lies and and things are going on in your life, you must identify who's behind that. And it is Satan, it is the devil every single time. Now, I want to talk about three important keys today to help us learn about fighting from the place of victory. Now, all my life, you know, how many of y'all have heard of warfare? We've got to go do warfare. How many of y'all have heard battling in the spirit? Right? I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been battling the enemy all night long. Right? Like we've been fighting the devil. Right? How many of y'all have heard this? The devil is busy. Watch this. But God is good. What is that? Come on, help me out, church. All of these cliches that we've been conditioned and trained to listen to for years. Don't say that too loud because Satan might hear that. You don't want to give him any room to. uh, We're getting ready to blow the top off all of that today. See, we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. So even though I might be going through something, There's a posture that I must maintain 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even while I'm going through that I already have the victory and I'm getting ready to stand against and communicate to this enemy exactly the victory that I have. Even when it physically doesn't look like that. Three important keys. Now, this is going to be revelation for someone in this room. Key number one. God does not need you to defeat the devil today. I need to let that sink in for a minute. Because, see, where did all these deliverance ministries come from and demon casting out ministries? And, folks, the demons have already been cast out. We just need to remind them of that when they're tormenting people is because the people they're tormenting don't know that they have authority over them. God does not need you to defeat the devil today. Jesus has already done it, folks, and given you the victory. So why would I want to try to duplicate what he's already done for me? Right? If anyone in here is is, is married and you bought your spouse a gift right? And then they went out and bought themselves the same gift. How would that make you feel? You'd look at them like, I already bought you that. Why would you go out and buy another one of those? I want you all to understand, folks, you don't need to fight for anything. Someone's already fought for you. Go to Colossians chapter 2, and I'm going to read verse 15 out of the Amplified, okay? Colossians 2, 15 out of the Amplified. And I'm going to go back to Ephesians, but I'm going to go back to Ephesians with this thought that we're getting ready to to really learn about over these next few verses here. Colossians 2.15 says, God amplified, God disarmed the principalities and the powers. Those are classes of demon spirits. 
So when I go back and read Ephesians chapter 6, we place a lot of emphasis on the classes of demon spirits. But I need you all to understand there are classes, but they don't have any power because Christ disarmed them. How many of you, if you're in the military and you don't have a weapon, you're not useful. God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in it, the cross. So I need you to understand this is not an event that we're waiting to happen. This event happened over 2,000 years ago where they were stripped of all of their power. They were disarmed. Uh, they were, it was a public display. I mean, God took them and made sure that everyone could see that they no longer have any authority or power and that it has been all stripped from them. And remember, if we believe that he does, it's just a trick. Message Bible says, God brought us alive. Right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins are forgiven. Folks, I'm not trying to get forgiven. I'm already forgiven. Hello? And the trick is to try to condemn you for what you've done. When in reality, if God is not condemning you, then you should not condemn yourself. And his mercies are new every morning. So if he won't remember them anymore, why don't you forget about what happened yesterday? And just thank God that you're already forgiven. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching better than you all are saying amen in this place. He says that old arrest warrant has been canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. So there's no accusation the enemy can bring against you that God has not already said they are not guilty from. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. Folks, we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. Go with me to Romans chapter 8. Let me show it to you another way. I'll read it out of the Amplified. Let's begin reading at verse 31. Romans chapter 8, let's begin reading at verse 31. And I'm telling you, you're going to get to a place where, you know what? He should have never showed up at your door. You're not sending someone else to answer the door. You're going to the door, and you're going to stand against them and tell him what God said about your situation. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 through 39 says, What then shall we say to all of this? If God is for us, who can be against us? There is no demon in hell that wants to deal with you. Especially when they know that you know that they don't have no power. I want you to think about it this way. We're all grown folks in here. If a little four-year-old walked up to you and said, I'm going to kick your butt. You stand there and hold that little, forehead by the, little, little four-year-old by the forehead and say, swing as hard as you can. <laughs> folks, it's no different. Compared to who you are in Christ, those demon spirits and Satan are no bigger than a little four-year-old trying to kick you in the shin. (laughs) So if God be for us, who can be against us? The obvious answer is no one. Who can be our foe if God is on our side? He who did not withhold or spare even his own son but gave him up for us all, Will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? So I need you to understand, if he gave you his his son, why wouldn't he give you his healing? If he gave you his son, why wouldn't he give you his provision? And I'll drive it home right here. If he gave you his son, watch this, then he's already giving you the victory. The problem is we've been tricked into believing that we don't have it. 
and we're trying to get something that we don't realize we already have. So who shall bring any charge, verse 33, against God's elect? When it is God who justifies, that is, who puts us in right relation to himself. Who shall come forward and accuse or impeach those whom God has chosen? Will God, who acquits us, who is there to condemn us? Will Christ Jesus, the Messiah who died, or rather who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, actually pleading, and he is interceding for us? So I want to make this real clear. He's not condemning you and interceding for you at the same time. Come on, church, help me work with this a little bit. Come on, folks, he's not declaring you guilty and then praying for you at the same time. Obviously, he doesn't see you that way, and what he's praying for you is that you'll see yourself the way he sees you. And I came to tell you today that you already have victory over every single area of your life. You're not fighting for victory. You are fighting from victory. And that's a different position, folks. Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity or distress, shall persecution, hunger, destitution, peril, or sword, Folks, you you understand what he's saying? You get a revelation of how much God loves you, there's nothing that's going to separate you from that love. You might be hungry right now, but because God loves you so much, how many know there's some food coming in the morning? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Come on, folks, just stand your ground and hang on and keep saying what God said. Help is not on the way. Help is already here. When you get a revelation of how much God loves you, It wouldn't matter what showed up at your doorstep. Only thing you'll say is, God loves me so much that I know this can't last. He says, for thy sake, we are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet amid all these things, another reminder, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory Through him who loved us. Now, you are not a victim. You are a victim. And notice, he didn't just call you a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. That is a Greek word, Nike. And it literally means you gain a decisive victory. Just like Michigan did to Maryland on yesterday. 59 to 3. That is a decisive victory. Just like Ohio State did to Nebraska on yesterday. Just like Alabama did to LSU. Come on, somebody. Come on. You, you, you are not just trying to win. You're making it so clear that you are a victor, that your enemy can't even pick itself up off of the ground. You don't just beat them. You beat them so bad that they don't even want to get back up and play you again. Come on, church. Stop sitting around like you are not who God made you to be. You are an overcomer. Then look at what he said. For I am persuaded beyond doubt, and I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, classes of demon spirits, nor things impending, And threatening. I wish somebody would threaten you. (laughs) Nor things to come, nor powers, demon spirits, classes, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the tricks come, folks, to try to get you outside of God's love. Number two, point number two. Your part is to enforce the victory by standing your ground. Your part is to enforce the victory 
by standing your ground. What does that mean? When you fight from a place of victory, you're actually already standing on victory ground. All right? So if I can use, you all understand, I've played sports my whole life. So if I can use an athletic term, before you actually play or phrase, before you actually played the game, you already believe you won. Now all you've got to do is go out and execute the game plan. So you don't go out there and try to win the game. You actually, before the game even starts, already believe you won it. Let me give you some examples of this. You all remember Muhammad Ali? He believed it so much that he'd tell you what round. And folks, no disrespect to Muhammad Ali, but his God is not your God. And if he can call it around, I know you can call it around. I know you can say about this time next year. Come on, somebody. Come on, I'm not going to owe nobody a penny, glory to God. Come on, somebody. Come on, about this time next year, the house will be paid off. Come on, somebody. Deion Sanders would practice that dance at home because he scored a touchdown before the game even started, and he had his dance already down packed. So by the time he got in the end zone, he had already practiced that dance. He had already practiced that dance so much. Was that all right right there? Was that all right? I heard somebody over there say, go ahead on, Pastor. Go ahead on. There was another football player. He put a marker inside the goal post so that after he scored the touchdown, he could autograph the football. Think about that. You went before the game started, put a marker in the goal post because I'm getting in the end zone. Folks, if they can be that way, then how much more should we be that way? Now let's go look at Ephesians chapter 6, and let's read verses 12 through 18, because somewhere in here, we believe we've had to fight. That's why I read the other verses first before I read all of this. Now let's read these with the understanding that every class, and so we start speaking to and fighting and wrestling with demons over cities and over states and over nations. How many know they're present, but they have no power? Maybe we should spend less time wrestling with them and more time just declaring the victory that we already have over. But somewhere in there, we believed that we got we to gotta wrestle. Now let's read verses 12 through 18. Look at what he said. For we do not wrestle against. See, we don't face and stand our ground against human nature, flesh and blood. So if you understand the context here, the only thing we're not supposed to wrestle against and tussle and tassel with is each other. So it's a trick of the enemy when we start fighting each other. Husbands and wives start fighting each other. Parents and children start fighting each other. Members of the church start fighting each other. Hello, somebody. It's a trick of the enemy. He didn't say anything here about wrestling demons, did he? Or watch this, wrestling in the spirit realm. Stay with me, church, because it's taking me faith to even teach this. He says, for we do not wrestle, that's all he said, is against, we don't stand up against and hold our ground against human nature, flesh and blood, each other, watch this, but against We hold our ground, and we stand up against, and we oppose principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts in wicked places in the heavenly places. 
So sure, it's referring to the different classes of demon spirits and the, the, the dominion that they have over areas and places where people don't know any better. But listen, they can't come to my house. They can't come to my church. Oh, this is getting ready to shock you. They can't come to my city. Because I already know they've been stripped. So let, let it say a hurricane is coming to Atlanta, Georgia. Only thing I'll stand there, stand against it and say, curve right around Atlanta, Georgia and miss us all together. And guess what? The only thing it can do is curve right around Atlanta, Georgia and miss us all together. Somebody say, I have, I have the victory, the victory. Right, now. right now. And folks, if you are in Christ, there's nothing more powerful in the world than you. Can I read a little bit more? You all sure you want a little bit more? Nowhere in here is it talking about wrestling demons. Is it? Did I miss anything? Let's keep reading, right? Therefore, as a result of, take up the whole armor of God. Why? So that you may be, be able to withstand. You know what that word withstand means? Oppose and resist. So when you're standing on victory ground, everything that comes to you that is not like God, your position is to hold your ground, and you keep saying what God says until the situation looks exactly the way God said it was supposed to look. And you do not come off your position, and I don't care what it looks, how bad it gets. You keep standing your ground and saying what God said right in the face of that trickery that the enemy is trying to bring your way. Come on, you'll live and not die. Come on, a 1,000 can fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Come on, I'm not trying to get, his, get healed by his stripes. I'm already healed. But, Pastor, I have this condition in my body. That might be a fact, but it is not the truth. And if I keep speaking the truth, it's going to drive those facts right out of my life. Come on, somebody. Therefore, take the whole armor of God that you may be able to oppose and to hold your ground and to resist. Now, let me bring it home. In the evil day. That word evil there means hurtful. Day is a 24-hour period. How many know every single one of us, if you live long enough, you will have a day? I knew, I, I knew there'd be no shouting right there. But it's called life. Right, watch this. But I also want to tell you that the worst thing that day could have ever done was shown up in your life. Because the only thing you get to demonstrate to that day is that you are more than a conqueror and you will gain a decisive victory in Jesus' name. So instead of throwing a pity party and why did this have to happen to me and God, why? No, why not you? God understands that you have everything that you need to defeat whatever shows up at your doorstep. To withstand in the evil day, then watch this. Having done all, the only thing left to do is stand. Hold your ground. Do everything that you know to do. And then after you've done everything that you know to do, you've confessed, you've prayed, you've filled out resumes, applications. You've done everything that you know to do. Now you just go back and hold your position. And listen, if you maintain that posture, you will go from victory to victory to victory to victory. Listen to me. We don't run from Satan. Satan runs from us. We don't run from the battle. We run to the battle. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Then you'll get so good at this, you'll see him messing with somebody that you love. And you'll go get him up off your children. 
Come on, somebody. You go get him up off your spouse. Come on, somebody. You go get him up off of your parents. Because now you not only know how to do it for yourself, you know how to do it for others. Stand, therefore, having your loins girded about or your waist. Your loins are your hips and your waist. Girded about is, is your belt. How many know you don't want your pants to slide down? That's why it's a trick of the devil. He's got our kids walking around with their butts showing and no belts on because they need truth around their waist. And they need their belts on tight. See, what that is is a mockery, and it is a, a, the opposite. What Satan is trying to do is make a mockery of this particular verse right here, folks. No, pull your pants up, put your belt on tight, and let that truth just be wrapped all around your waist. Having your loins girt about with truth, the blessed breastplate of righteousness every single day. Declare that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say that with me. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Do you believe that about yourself? Listen, you didn't do nothing to make yourself righteous, and you can't do nothing to lose your righteousness. It is a free gift from God. Watch this. Put on the blessed breastplate of righteousness, having your, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What he's talking about, feet shod there. How I many know you don't want to just have your shoes on? You want to have your shoes on and tied up tight so that they don't slip out with the preparation of peace. You know what peace? Peace is a Greek word, irony, and it means quietness, rest. When everybody else is breaking down, you're standing there with a smile on your face just knowing everything is going to be all right. Come on, somebody. Just like Jesus in that ship, when the storm and the winds came and the ship was tossing and the, the disciples says, we're going to lose our life. Jesus, how are you sleeping at such a time as this? It's because he had irony. Folks, and when you know God loves you, you can be in the middle of a storm and you'll know nothing's going to happen to you. Listen to me. It wouldn't matter if I'm on the plane. I don't care what happens on the plane. It's landing because I'm on it. Wouldn't matter. They can put me on the 13th floor of a hotel. Listen, the whole hotel can be bombed and the 13th floor will be suspended in there. Matter of fact, can I say something about that anyway? You know, in some of your higher-end hotels, it goes from the 12th floor to the 14th floor. Because people, as soon as they say you're in room 1321, I don't want to stay on no 13th floor, out of fear. And so what hotels did was they just said, let's just remove 13 and make it 14. Let me ask you a question, though. Where did the 13th floor go? So if you're staying on the 14th floor, guess what? (laughs) Guess what? You're on the 13th floor. The only difference is, watch this, you believe you're on the 14th floor. It's all tricks, folks. I mean, we can go home right there. Let's just go home right there. I'm not staying on the 13th floor. Put me on the 14th floor. Okay, we'll put you on the 14th floor. (laughs) Above all, taking the shield of faith, your trust, pistons, total reliance upon God, being fully persuaded that you can quench, that is just dry out, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, which is your defense, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Watch this. Praying, not wrestling. Uh, you didn't catch that. See how I brought it right back around? Not wrestling, doing what? Praying. So when you know that you are standing your ground, it's because you continue your prayers through whatever challenge it is that you're facing. You keep saying what God said about your situation. Now you're fighting from victory and you're not fighting for victory, right? And do not pray this way. Lord, if it be your will, if you don't know what his will is, then you have already lost. 
Your job is to find out what God said about your situation and pray that only. And you hold your ground on that until you physically walk in what it is that you've been praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe I'm looking at about 700 victorious people. I'm talking about who have victory over every single area of their life. They are not trying to get victory. They already have the victory. And people who already know that they have the victory, they have a smile on their face. They have a good attitude. They're positive people. Hello, somebody. And it's infectious. It rubs off on other people. Now, let me show you this. Put that nugget up there on the screen. This was interesting to me. Put that nugget up there. In Ephesians 6, 12 through 18, I just want to point out something here. The passage that we call on spiritual warfare, right? We're not, I mean, we're not wrestling with Satan. That's why I read all those other vo- verses. Jesus stripped him and every demonic force that he had, disarmed him of all of their authority and power. Listen to me. Stop talking to him. Why? Satan, I, Satan, Satan, you better, Satan, get out, Satan, what, what, what? I recognize you, Satan, what, what? Recognize God. Satan, 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 Satan. He's nothing, 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 nothing. He's been disarmed. He has a loud roar, but he has no teeth. The only thing he can do is slob on you and gum you. Look at this. If they can put that up, if they actually got that for. In this passage, the spiritual warfare, listen to this. The word wrestle appears only one time. But watch this. And that's in verse 12. While the word stand appears four times. And when the word wrestle appears, it's not talking about anything demonic. It's talking about people, which will also tell you that spirits try to use people. But you've got to remove the people and deal with the spirit behind the people. So you've got to know how to say, I love you, but I want to deal with what's going on behind you. And you separate the person from their behavior, and you realize that the behavior is being influenced by other things. And they're allowing themselves to be tricked. And so you speak to the spirits that are influencing while at the same time loving the person that's right in front of you. Come on, I just preached better than you all said amen. When you get a revelation of that, then you don't walk around not speaking to people, not talking to folk. Come on, folk, that's so childish. That's so second grade, so third grade. I don't talk to them. I don't even deal. I don't even fool with them no more. Come on, that's so childish. Why don't you recognize that something is influencing them to be that way? See, and if you read the rest of verse 18, it says, Watching thereunto with all supplication and perseverance for the saints. So if we're paying attention, then we'll realize that something is antagonizing them. And I need to be a part of their prayer victory while loving them at the same time. Come on, folks. Life happens to all of us. Don't think that you can't go through something. So you sowing seed and praying for somebody else who's struggling may set you up for somebody to pray for you when you're going through something. We've got to learn how to 100% love people all the time, regardless of their shortcomings. It's a trick that happens in marriages. I mean, all Satan wants to do is get us off the same page. Because he knows if he can get us off the same page, then he can draw a wedge. So we've been doing something for how many years now, babe? We always say whenever we get in that tight moment, we say, hold on, wait a minute. We are not each other's enemy. We have an enemy. Am I right or wrong? Our job is to get the enemy out of our situation so that we can get on the same page. So let's identify him in this moment. Let's get him out so that me and you can talk the way we need to talk. Hello, somebody. So we can keep this victory that we already have. See, so the moment you you start that with people, you need to recognize Satan is, is 
Some spirits are influencing this. And they're not godly spirits. So it says, wrestle one time, but stand appears four times. It says, stand against. See, right there in the poles, right in the face of every trick of the devil. Will stand in the hurtful day. Do all that you know to do and then go back to standing. Right? And then what? Stand therefore. Four times the Holy Spirit tells us to stand. Watch this. Yet many Christians are focusing on wrestling their way to victory. Nowhere did it tell us to wrestle to victory. It says stand to victory. So we're not fighting for it, are we? We're fighting from it. I already have it, and I'm going to stand on it and keep saying what God said until it manifests in my life. Can you all see that? Number three, and we're going to wrap up right here. Number three. We'll close. You are already on victory ground. Pastor, it sure sure doesn't feel like I'm on victory ground. It's not a feeling. It's a knowing. So you've got to have it before you can have it. And that faith, faith is the substance of things what? Hope for. It is the what? Evidence of things not seen. And again, if Muhammad Ali can do that, I know we can do it. Folks, I'm actually right now, I don't know if you can see me or not, I'm preaching right now in our brand new building, debt free. I'm preaching in it right now. And we're, we're close. But I see myself preaching in it right now. I see your kids in some of the most beautiful nursery and children's areas ever known to man. I see some of you trying to go pick them up and they're yelling at you, no, go to the bookstore, go get something to eat, go talk to somebody, leave me alone. I'm actually preaching in it right now. You all see how this works? Number three, you are already on victory ground. Let me prove it to you. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, amplify. Anyone in here going through something right now? Anyone in here going through something right now? You're not going through anything. So I'm going to get ready to change your whole language. You're just standing until the victory shows up. See the difference? See the difference? Let me prove it to you. But thanks be to God, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. So in other words, the way I get that and maintain that is by going through Christ, which means I've got to say what he said about my situation. You see how this works? So this will help everyone in this room understand when you're not winning, it's because you're relying on your own might and ability and strength. Okay, watch this. Uh, go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. It says, for whatever, 1 John 5, 4, amplify, for whatever is born of God. Is anyone in here born again? How many of y'all are born again? You've made Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior. Lift your hand if you've done that. Lift your hand. Look around this room. Full of believers today. Watch this. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. Not trying to be. Amplified is victorious. Over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world. Even our faith. What you all don't realize, you're not just a city conqueror. You're not even just a state conqueror. If you really knew the seed of the word of God that was on the inside of you, you are a world conqueror. You have world conquering ability on the inside of you. Do you believe that about yourself? I believe God can take linked up church around the world. I believe that. 
I believe we can make some noise. I believe we can win some championships. Back to back to back to back to back championships. But guess what, folks? We've actually already won them. Now we're just getting ready to walk it out. Ephesians 1.3, Message Bible says, How blessed is God, and what a blessing he is. He is the father of our master, Jesus Christ. This is interesting. And takes us to the high places of blessing in him. You realize that in his mind, he already brought you way up. I don't care what your situation looks like right now. He actually has you seated at the right hand of God the Father, right with him. And he sees you at that place of victory in your life. Hallelujah. I believe it's Hebrews that says that he's just sitting there, right, at the right hand of the Father, expecting to all his enemies, watch this, be made his what? Well, if he's finished, then who's got to reinforce and keep standing on the enemy's head? We do. Hallelujah. 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 Every time this comes up in my spirit, God never lets this word fall to the ground. And I'm just sensing this right now. I got a praise report I can read to you right now. For someone in this room, this is the week that you actually manifest the victory that you've been standing on. I, I don't know who that's for. But it's actually for whoever will believe that. God will back it up every single time. Let me try that one more time. I try it. Let me say it one more time. For someone in this room, this is the week where you'll manifest the victory that you've been standing on. And if that's you, just go ahead and release a thanksgiving. Come on, release a praise to God. Give him the glory like it's already so. And so I'm just going to close right here. I think you all get the message today, right? Folks, it makes a world of difference when you fight from victory as opposed to fighting for victory. When you're fighting for victory, you're actually fighting for something that you believe you don't have. When you're fighting from victory, you're actually standing on something that you believe you already have until you actually have it. And those are two different positions. Which side of that are you on? How many of y'all are going to stop wrestling demons? Stop talking about that so much and just start saying what God said. We give Satan too much credit. In reality, he is nothing. Pastor, you shouldn't say that. Why should, what, what didn't tell me what should I say? You all understand? What should I say? No, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not just a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I don't just get the victory. I get a decisive victory. You know, when it's a decisive victory, it was no doubt who won that situation. Folks, and that's what God wants to do in your life every single time. Make it so clear to the enemy and everyone else that was watching that he is good and he is good all the time. Why? Because he gets the glory. Then you can tell everybody who did that for you. And then other people will want to come and be a part of that. I feel like I just made Satan and all of his classes of demons really upset today. I really do. I feel like I just made them so upset today. And what I want to do is take about 20 seconds to just split their eardrums even louder. Scripture says that praise steals the enemy and the avenger. It actually shuts his mouth up. So the way to quiet him down is to praise your way all the way through to the victory that you know you already have. Can we just stand on our feet and just take about 20 seconds and let's give God our best praise in this place today. Father, I glorify you. I magnify you. I shout hallelujah to you. I thank you for the victory. I thank you for the victory on the right. I thank you for the victory on the left. 
I thank you for the victory in front of me. I thank you for the victory behind me. Father, every weapon formed against me, it does not matter. It will not prosper. If God, if you are for me, I don't care who is against me, Father. You have made me more than a conqueror, and you've given me a decisive victory over every challenge I'm currently facing and every challenge that I'll face in the future. So now by faith, Father, I lift up my voice, and I give you the glory, and I shout hallelujah for the victory that you've already provided for me. We have all the resources, all the buildings, all the land. We have everything that we need to fulfill the vision that you've given us at Linked Up Church, and we have it now. And we will stand on that until it fully manifests. And we give you glory for it. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody say, I stand on victory ground right now. I'm not fighting for victory. I'm fighting from victory. I am victorious. I am more than a conqueror. God has given me a decisive victory right now. Now, one more time, give God thanksgiving and glory and honor and praise for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are victorious right now. I pray that every person that served in our military, I pray that they never went into a battle not believing that they already won it. I pray, and I believe that they're here today because they went into those battles believing that God was going to bring them out on the other side. Let me tell you something. We all go through life. It happens to all of us. The difference is what do we believe while we're going through See, I can either believe this is going to take me out or I can believe that I've already won over it. Let me choose the one that's the best for you. Believe that you already won over it. And you stand right there until you see the physical manifestation. Hallelujah. Did you all get anything out of this today? Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm just out of time. If you would just look up here at me for a moment today, I don't want to do anything to embarrass you. The only thing I want to do today is get you on the winning team and keep